What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into More Important Issues. More Important Issues is brought to you by our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House, Hound Dogs, and Blue Water Climate Control. And here's a quick word from our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. People always ask, where did we get the name Blue Water Climate Control? When a Navy ship casts off lines, exits the harbor, and loses sight of land, that's blue water sailing. It takes a team of people to do that tireless work, focus, and attention to detail. So much of starting a business is just like that. After it's done, you get filled with deep satisfaction for accomplishing something. And it's quickly followed by, now the real work begins. We're Blue Water Climate Control. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello. You can't draw it up any better! We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! What is up, everybody? Welcome into a brand new episode in a brand new time slot. This is not one of those weeks where we had to change it over to accommodate our lives. This is it. You're, you're in the new Thursday. It says Wednesday. Look at that. I'm not even used to it yet. Like <laughs> the, the change is so new, but this is the new Thursday edition of more important issues. Welcome in guys. Excited to get a show going. It's been sec media. Why do they not just call it sec media week? It pretty much takes up a whole week, but sec media days uh, we've got, apparently there are talks of a new conference. I am, Indifferent. I'm also just like, I hate college football structure. I think it's so stupid. So we'll get into that. I just hate college football. Uh, you don't hate that's, college football. That's, 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 why, yeah, that's why I couldn't say that. I, I, I wouldn't mean it. It's like me when I say I hate the Mac. It's just not true. Um, <laughs> it's not. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the maybe uniform changes. And I, I've got like a, I don't know. Not, I mean, first off, it's a way better uniform change, but it also needs to be tweaked even more. And I hope that's the case. Um, I'm also curious if it's final. It's another thing. We do have some more baseballs news this week. Some guys officially are gone, signed, whatever you want to call it. And then you got some news of some guys returning. Excited for I, I, this team's. This team's going to be really good this year. Hello, win column is going to be tweeted out a lot. It's going to be tweeted out a lot. It, it, this team's going to be really, really good. I think a lot of people were kind of nervous because you did lose some big pieces, but Tony Vitello. I mean, guys. He, he he didn't be, he didn't build a house out of straw. I know that. He keeps talking about temporary stance. He needs to throw that word out of his vocabulary. Nothing's temporary about this guy. It started off as straw. When he got here, it was definitely made of straw. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was uh, mud. It was on mud. It was, a, it was The mud was the foundation, but he uh, threw some brick in that mud, and, and we're good to go. Um, so, yeah, he needs to throw that word temporary out. He's done. He's here. He's signed. He's That's a lifetime contract as far as I'm concerned. So Yeah, it's definitely not that old. <laughs> yeah. um, if you guys have questions, drop them in the chat. Uh Always, always here to, to you know talk whatever y'all want to talk about, and we'll do it. And um, 
Vol Mike, not a question, but he said, watch some great film from practice from an undisclosed balcony. And I can say Milton will be the starter. Don't do Mike. Don't do that. You're going to get, if it is real DM me, if it isn't, if it is real DM me, but also let's not say it publicly because that's how that balcony gets blown up immediately. Yeah. Mike, my Mike, Mike, Mike. Um, we've been through this before. Number one, like all Wait, this hype around Joe Milton. He's saying he has film though. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I mean, we've before, like he had got this film. We've heard Joe Milton is the next coming of Jesus Christ and Cam Newton and whoever else. <laughs> Um, and not that, I'm, whoa, 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 whoa. not that I'm throwing the two in the same category. I need to know if Jesus Christ was 240 pounds, that was a big ass cross. That's all I'm saying. Like, if that's the that's case. True. So, Joe Milton that, probably that, that makes weighed it more. even more impressive, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know. Is that the right word? <laughs> that he carried it up there? Oh, yeah, that's okay. Good, good spin zone. That was a great spin zone. Yeah. That was a good one. Ball Mike, uh, if you got it, Send it to me. <laughs> Send it our way. Yeah. Well, let's see what let's see what he's got. Is this routes on air? I gotta know. Ooh, that's a good point. But to be fair, our starting quarterback last year couldn't hit a wide receiver in stride against air. So uh I beg to differ. He was the best practice player that's ever lived, Caleb. Um, well, <laughs> then the other guys couldn't practice for <laughs> shit because the practice I saw <laughs> was not great. Uh send it our way, Mike. And then someone else just said what they heard on radio. He is a starter. I mean, we'll see. I, I'm not saying Joe Mims out of the race or anything. I just Hey, so let's talk SEC media days. I'll say this too. I just hate, like, I hate that we have to talk about it, but it's all we have to talk about. So we're going to talk about it. Like if there were games going on right now, I wouldn't care to, I wouldn't care to hear what any other of the coaches, Josh Heupel, anybody had to say, but it's it. So we'll, we'll do it. I guess one of the main takeaways of that is like, I guess Alante and Bayless Jones are going to be your starters at their positions. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, and they did do a really – like, I thought they did a good job. I thought they t- took two guys who have some experience with the media. I was about um, to say, those two guys are pretty well-spoken anyways. Yeah. Bayless Jones has his own vlog on YouTube, and then Alante is in all those leadership committees and stuff on campus. So, yeah, they they I thought they did a great job um, in front of the camera. But a lot of, like, SEC media days, it's about coach speak, and it's kind of yeah introducing new coaches to – the SEC, like, yeah, you have the, the Ed Orgeron and the Savins who have been here for – Jimbo Fisher who have been here for a little bit. But you also have a bunch of new guys year in and year out because they can't keep up with the people above. Yeah, and, and I mean, I just – I mean, there's not – no one's going to win or lose on SEC media days. Um, I will say this. I'm glad Tennessee – like, nobody looked at Josh Heupel and was like um, – at least what from what I can tell, and I'm not just talking about Tennessee fans, just like other SEC medias, uh, media people, <laughs> other – SEC fans, no one was like, well, that dude looks like an idiot. So that's a win, I guess, kind of. Like, it's a start. <laughs> right. But I did – the reason I don't look into it, and I, I did like the tweet, so I'll, I'll give him he, – he tweeted what my thoughts were. Um, they were my thoughts. I just didn't – obviously didn't tweet it first, but he did a great job. So I'll uh, see if I can find this tweet. But it just goes like every year – and I, me and you have talked about this because I'm like – I just – like when Butch left, we're like, I just want somebody who – doesn't have the coach speak bull crap. And then when Jeremy Pruitt left, we're like, that dude was dumber than uh, like a bag of rocks. We need somebody who can speak well. So I'm like, I'm not like, what, what is it going to be about Hypo if, and when he leaves? I don't know. Like that's, yeah. that's my question. I, I don't know. I, I thought he handled himself pretty well. I mean, I, we said this from his first press conference when he got introduced that, you know, we heard beforehand that he wasn't great with the media. 
And I thought like, that's not at all what I've thought from the video. But again, I want to see if we're going to like talk about how someone handles themselves in the media, let's see what happens in losses. Cause like SEC media days is essentially just a fluff piece. No one's getting oh, thrown yeah. hard hitters. No one's like, it's, it, it's let's, I mean, it's there for the SEC to pad their, you know, viewership. But but he sounded a lot better than Jeremy Pruitt did when he spoke to the media. I, 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 well, SEC, I, I guess at SEC yeah, media days. I'm talking about like in front of the like he just seems to be more comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, but I thought Jeremy Pruitt did okay at SEC media days. I mean, there was never one that I was like, like oh, what in the world is this guy doing? So I like, guess I'm saying like, let's see Josh Heupel after a game. If we're gonna grade, if we're gonna grade media performances, let's yeah. wait at least until after a loss. That's all. I'm well, saying. You, you can say he's been fine up to this point. I'm not yeah, saying he's the he should be the next president of the United States or, or write speeches for the president. I'm just saying, like he, I thought he handled himself well. But I think every coach had it. This that's my point. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's my true. point. He and, didn't and so, he didn't mess it up for anybody. Yeah, that no, I, I I he didn't put he didn't put himself back. But vol, volatile eight six five tweeted, "We like Butch because he was a good talker. We like Pruitt because he didn't mess around with coach speak. I like Hypo when he wins. No press conference has ever won the SEC before. Agreed. That's all I'm like. That's all I'm saying. So." Like SEC media days, I enjoy watching them just because I'm like craving football right now. But let's be honest, they're meaningless. Like it's stupid. It's a fluff piece for the SEC. They get viewership now on their own network. Um, they get to all of the people who don't normally have access to the coaches and the two or three players they select to come down there have access that day. So like that's all it is. It, that, and man, like I don't know. Do you learn anything new at SEC media days? I don't think so. No, absolutely not. I mean, I, I guess what. What he really talked about, stuff that I thought that was interesting, is like when he came in, he obviously had the meeting with the players and asked them what they needed from him. And it, it seemed like the cohesiveness of the team just wasn't there. Um, and we heard Addison Nichols kind of talk to um, Grant Ferking on his recruiting visit and say Jeremy Pruitt put the walk-ons in a totally different locker room. I mean, how, how are you Which able I to love. Which I love. Do you think Brad Calipari had his own locker room, or do you think he was, was earned and not given? Do you think he got to be mm, in the same that's locker a good room? Good point. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but then you have like Josh Heupel actually mentioned a walk on, and I mean it, it was because the NLI stuff, but still. And they have they're going to have to play some walk ons this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably true too. Um, but yeah, I just felt like he he sounded comfortable. He sounded like he wanted to, you know get this team kind of connected and you know that that kind of goes back to the dodgeball and the softball and, and all that kind of stuff i don't know if it translates into wins i guess we'll find out no, but. i mean I, I think that was another cool thing though relating back to that is he was like which it now that now that there's money being made in it, it it's not quite the same it, it changes the level of how why and how players kind of go about it in college uh college athletics but he talked about like yeah, national championships are great. Like, that's awesome. And, and like, we want to establish that culture. Like, at the end of the day, it, it all, it's also about the experience. And, I, I mean, I genuinely think as a fan, that's pretty – like, obviously, we want to win national championships. But, like, these guys that come back – I mean, look at all the guys that are still hanging around the program in the last 10, 15 years. They didn't win crap, but they love Tennessee because of their experience. So, it's like right. – I shouldn't say not win crap. But, like, if we were relating to championships, they, they didn't. So <laughs> – like no offense, yeah, that, to, those that, guys, like, that, no offense to those guys at all. I mean, it's just it's just the truth in, in the sense of that. But like you enjoyed your experience at Tennessee and you enjoyed your experience in college football or college basketball or college baseball, whatever it may be. 
So that's why. And like, so that in my eyes is a really, really cool, um, like way to kind of go about it, your business. And like, I mean, the players talked about that. How I think it was, um, Bayless was like, we hang around the locker room an hour after just to hang out like with each other. So like, that is cool when we talk about that. So like I do, as far as Josh Heupel just sounding like a coach, he seems like a, I mean, I mean, I'm sure he enjoys the money as well, but he seems like a dude who really just wants to like be around players and be around teammates. And that's cool to me. I will say that. Yeah. That's cool. yeah he, he seems like it's, it's not really a job to be a head coach. Yeah. It is, but it, I'm sure he'll take the money though. Right. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It, it seems like he just wants to be here from what I got yeah. from his. Well, I mean, I don't even know if it's necessarily Tennessee, but like he wants to coach and he wants to be around a team. Like he's a coach. Yeah. Like that was and the whole he, thing with Jeremy. He wants Pruitt. to be involved in a player's life. That was like the whole thing with Jeremy Pruitt is like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't coach football. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily Josh Heupel's philosophy, but he seems like I really, really like this is what I want to do. And I think the hope for Josh Heupel is he is that happy medium between you know I'm, I, let's let's call it like it is. We like Butch Jones because he was a salesman. He could hype up anything, and we well, like Jeremy Pruitt because he was a football guy. He was the complete opposite of Butch Jones. Um, so hopefully Josh Heupel is that happy medium where he's, he can sell a program and, you know, I'm not even going to say medium. I'm going to say like the extreme opposites of each, like I, I need okay. him to be, so he has to meet on like the opposite the, side, the, stre- the, the two <laughs> has to, biggest strengths of each. He has to be like, so like, here's the middle of them. He has to be like all the way around the globe as far from each as he can get from them. That's what okay. I would do. But what if the earth is flat, Caleb? Still two extremes. He's, <laughs> he's on each. Now he's, he's on not. each. Yeah, each side. So we're still we're fine. We're good. Yeah, there uh, that, that situation worked for you flat earthers too. Shout out Kyrie. <laughs> there's South Poles. We're uh, we're headed to the north. Butch recruited. I mean, the same thing with what he sold, killer dude. Um, that's actually his name, by the way, guys. Uh, you like Butch Jones because he could sell a program before he got on the field and shown what he really did. And we like Butch how he recruited before the players found out like what the program really did. So like, yeah, he could sell stuff, but when it came down to actually doing it, that's a different story. Yeah, hopefully he's a sales guy. That hopefully Josh Heibel is a sales guy who can also coach a talk little bit of talk, football. Walk the walk. Yeah, that's all you need. We need, we need uh, a football guy and and also have some enthusiasm for sure. To him. I, I'll say this too: for uh, Tennessee, probably had the most talk from any like any program in the SEC to other coaches. Uh, they asked Lane Kiffin about Tennessee. They asked um, uh, oh, what's his name, the Pirate. Mike, Mike, uh, Leach. Mike Leach, they asked him about Tennessee. So. How does a coaching search always come up? Yeah, I mean, because it. let's be honest, the most insane things to happen in Mike Leach's career was that he got offered the deal for Tennessee, and then the guy that offered it to him virtually fell off the face of the earth. Lane Kiffin left a job that he just talked infinite amount of shit at for a year in the middle of the night and told recruits not to go to class, or sorry, his assistant coach, who's also in the SEC as a head coach, told recruits not to go to class so that they can enroll at USC. So, like, two just insane things involve three coaches in the SEC. So I get how it's brought up, under like 100%. Yeah. Um, Nick Saban, it's like what it was mentioned, the dude is just – I don't know how he constantly adapts, but, I mean, he sold every recruit to Alabama for the rest of – like, right? Just walking up there and being like, yeah, my quarterback got a seven-figure deal this week. Oh, yeah. I mean, Josh Heibos <laughs> just said, yeah, everybody on our team got a seven-figure deal. Yeah, I mean, Graham Morgan just mentioned, he said, what do you think of a player with a lucrative NIL deal that he or she offers money to a highly rated recruit to attend their university? I call it free market, baby. <laughs> Let's get this ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, I, I was telling my 
wife about this. She was joking about the McDonald's bags, and I was like, listen, Jeremy Pruitt was just one year a, ahead of the game. He was a step behind, but what he didn't know is he was still a step – or he was a step ahead, but also he did he didn't know he's like three steps behind still. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, can't <laughs> he thought he was like a that. step ahead. Yep. He thought he was a step ahead, but he was actually a flight behind. So, um, right. yeah, that's the, you know, I, yeah, every every coach should have walked up there, whether true or not, because I don't know if anyone fact checked that Bryce Young got a seven figure deal. They should have walked up and been like, um, I would like to announce my starting quarterback just signed a seven figure deal. To where, coach? Nah, none of your business. Don't worry about it. It, yeah. it happened. Move on. Mom, next, mom and pop question. Car lot. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he took the entire salary of that. Car I lot. mean, that's NCAA. Like they can get money. I don't want to know where it's coming from, but there you go. Just put them with the company somewheres. Yeah. Um, is this true? Um, I assume he meant that. He said the 2000. Okay, here's Killer Dude said. Here's a heck of a stat. The 2001 team had 17 players go to the NFL. The 2016 had 2016 team had 16. How we weren't a playoff team is a miracle. We didn't even make it to the SEC championship or a New Year's Six Bowl that year. Because we lost. Scratch, the scratch the playoffs. But yeah, that is an insane stat. Thank you for pulling that up. Um, yeah, actually, that's, not thank you. That is a terrible stat. That makes me feel terrible. William Poole said the admin pulling the carpet from under Butch 150k max for an OC. I mean, is that DeBoer just made 150k? And then Larry Scott. Sure, paid more than 100. I mean, I'm gonna look it up. There's no Larry way. Scott, it, that was the worst hire in history for a hundred coordinator. Yeah, he shouldn't have been paid more than 150,000. So I hope that's actually true. I hope it's yeah, true. Yeah, that, that was um, a terrible, terrible I, year. God, yeah, I got, that was sickening. I got some other. Uh, I got some other stuff to talk about. SEC Media Day, um, as far as Eli Drinkowitz. I'm a fan now. You see what he said about the horn. You see what he said about the horns down. No, I didn't. He said. um, He he said. uh, Yeah, he asked. um, Golly, SEC commissioner. I'm losing. Greg Sankey. He asked Greg Sankey if it'd be legal to do horns down in the SEC. (laughs) Love it. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, we're about to get into that. Uh, Canales earned three hundred thousand. So there's no way Larry Scott only earned one hundred and fifty. Canales had that much money to be an offensive coordinator and just fly around and show off his backpack. Canales, he wasn't the offensive coordinator. No, that's what I'm saying. So Larry Scott made way more than that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I got you, got you. Yeah, yeah all like my it's Canales, yeah. JG. Um, ugh. Um, I can't find what Larry Scott made this quick, but it was more than three hundred. I saw a stat, and it's pretty horrible when you really think about it, but – Josh Dobbs had twice as many 300-yard passing games in his career than JG did. And say a reason – Say that Say that. Say Josh, Josh Dobbs, who a running dual-threat quarterback, actual dual-threat, not what he was rated in high school, um, had twice as many 300-yard passing games than Jared Garantano did in his career. I love that. That's a great stat. I mean, like – yeah, he'd probably throw for 250 in, in a lot of those games, but he'd also run for – Josh Dobbs would also run for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, Larry Scott apparently only made 365000 so that's not a big – yeah, that's not 
a lot for an offense coordinator nowadays. Yeah, not what uh that seven figure not what Cheney. Yeah, seven figure bust seven X. put up in the yeah, seven X. Dude, I don't oh, I got I mean I, I need him to speak publicly on it. Um I need him to speak public. I need him to be like Jeremy Pruitt didn't let me do anything because I just I can't believe he went from having a year play calling with Tyler, which I know he had Tyler Bray, but still like there was no even like resemblance of that on the like in the play calling sheet. Okay, let's talk about super conference because I can vent all day about just the absurdities that have gone on in Tennessee lately. Um, so let's let's talk about the super conference. Uh, yeah. The Oklahoma and Texas rumor is they want to join the SEC. Can we like regardless of where you think they should be in there? Can we can we just agree sixteen teams is absurd for one conference? Oh yeah, now, it's ridiculous with the current structure of the conferences now. Sixteen teams is absurd. I mean, I think that you gotta you gotta think the SEC is trying to overtake the NCAA, right? I would love that. I'm hoping Tennessee gets kicked out and we have to recreate the Sun Belt or something, or the Big East or something like that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I would like love something like, like that. in in football though, like everything else, I don't really care about. Like you can yeah, stay no. it in baseball, you can stay it in basketball, but yeah, oh, football is what's killing us. Oh, you want to go like the legit Big East route? Didn't they have a bunch of basketball teams that didn't play football? Uh, Maybe Villanova. Villanova okay, does a good point. Uh, they're there not go. D1, I don't think. Or they didn't. Oh, in, in, in football? Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's um, – I am in the – yeah, so that that is like – I mean, you can't keep – you can't even keep close to a semblance of your current structure. Like you can't have two eight-team divisions, eight-team divisions with an eight-game schedule. I, yeah. It's just absurd. And then you have to restructure. I don't know. you, Because obviously you can't just go Oklahoma and Texas or Oklahoma in the east and Texas in the west or vice versa. Like you can't do that like you did with Missouri and A&M. I feel like that's what they do. Yeah, you just throw one in the east and one in the west. And then you have a non-conference game schedule. Um, Can we at least rename it so it doesn't sound so stupid? The east and the west? Yeah. (laughs) Make it north and south? (laughs) Sure. Just Dixie Stampede this thing. We should call the pre- we should call the SEC just Dolly Parton's football conference, and then yeah, call it the North and the South, and we've just got a good old fashioned Dixie Stampede. Now let Love me hear you. Stamp. Yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in for that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, I mean, I feel like because you like you you would keep the Texas Oklahoma, and you wouldn't have to change any of those non rotating. Right. You you at least have to go to a non game schedule. That's at the bare minimum. You have to right. go to a non game SEC schedule, and then I. I don't. I, I first off, I like the idea of two good good teams like that in the SEC. It is funny though that Oklahoma and Texas are going from almost being guaranteed playoff spots with twelve teams. They wouldn't be guaranteed that in the SEC. Read Killer Dude's comment. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. No, I agree. No, I, but you've you've long passed that. We're past right. That. Yeah. You, you did it with A <laughs> and M, and yeah. I mean, I don't I mean, think you should have added Arkansas them. Arkansas is not the southeast. They're on the other side of the Mississippi, right? Yeah, I don't Geographically think, speaking, no. I, I, don't, I don't think Missouri and Texas A&M. So, right. so, so my thing is, like, how do they get a say? Of who <laughs> oh, so only, only the southeastern team should be able to vote? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. dude, like, you don't have – you've been here for, like, what, eight years? Oh, let's really mix it up. Only the original team. So, like, Sewanee's in on this vote. Okay, yeah. Sure. Like they're like board members, yeah. Do they even they have a college anymore? Yeah, they're definitely. They do have a college? Okay. Yeah, I don't know if they have a football team anymore, but they definitely have a college. 
Okay. Yeah, so, I just for, first of all, like you're going to lose the so Texas is going to lose the Longhorn Network, and yeah, yeah they'll get yeah. more money from the SEC network, but I just I don't like why why do they want it? Why does Texas want to be in? I got to think for recruiting. Well, no, there's no. I mean, they 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 have a big enough base. I, I would think it's more about conference importance, if that's the right word, like conference, like your alignment, like a mediocre SEC team is going to get in that. Maybe they think they're going to be out. They could, you know, in terms of what the playoff could look like, they know a, a borderline SEC team beats out a borderline Big 12 team. You, you got to beat Oklahoma. That's all you have to do in the Big 12. I don't understand. Like, you yeah. think you're going to come in here and get a chance at a playoff? Hell no. I think it's a better situation for Oklahoma. I don't know if it's a better situation for Texas. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I, so either. I think and and I, I really don't think Oklahoma – I don't think Oklahoma is a top four team the past couple years if they're in the I, SEC. I don't, I don't know because we only saw – we've only seen them play Alabama, the best LSU team of all time. Or did they play LSU that year? Or did LSU play Clemson? It was No, Clemson and LSU played in the final. Right. Ohio, yeah, yeah, they played LSU that year because uh, Ohio State and Clemson played. Um, so we've only seen them play those teams out of the SEC. If they play, uh, if they play Georgia and Florida, they beat Florida the last couple of years. They probably beat Georgia. I mean, I think they're a top four SEC team, but we've only seen them play the best of the best. Like that's it. So I, I but like you basically, they have to beat Texas usually right. to, ma- to make. I, I just, but if like, if you can, if your you road can go gets out, a lot harder if you move to the SEC. But you add you add Georgia and Florida as if you're looking at pipeline states for recruiting, which I think that's kind of invalid since SEC network and social media and stuff. I don't think it matters as much. Obviously, it still matters. But now you can go recruit Georgia, Florida, the Carolinas, just as good as any SEC team. Yeah, so that, that's like yeah, I think it benefits some of those teams. I don't know the SEC teams that are voting on it. Why would they vote? Oh yes? yeah, oh money if they're doing. Oh, if that's what we're talking about, money. Uh, you added a, one playoff team every single year. You had one playoff team guaranteed, and then you add probably another playoff team guaranteed every year. But a team like Tennessee, why? Like, why would you say yes? If we're just looking at it from what these presidents and athletic directors are looking at it from, just money, not okay. logic. Just, I mean, right? That's it. That's all yeah. they vote on. I mean, let's be honest. It's so dumb. Because, like, I, it, like if you're wanting to get back to, I mean, maybe, maybe this helps them. And they don't have to play Alabama every year, which I get. Like I understand, like you want to play Alabama, you're traditionalist. I get it, but like we haven't won in 15 years. I mean, like let's. I'm, I'm I've always been like I like the Alabama game. I want to play Alabama every year, but I'm I've changed my stance on it. I don't want to play Alabama every year if the same teams that I'm competing with don't have to play Alabama every year. So we're competing yeah. with the SEC East. Like, yeah, that's who we we're competing with. We shouldn't have to play them if every other team doesn't have to at least have a chance at playing them and every team doesn't have a chance. So like if it's rotating, that's different because every team has the same draw every year it rotates. So it's totally different, but they, it's not on the same draw since you have a non-rotating. So I think it does need to go to two rotating, not one rotating. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if Texas comes in here and that takes away that Alabama or they move Alabama to the East where everybody has to play. That's yeah, fine. That's, I think that's, that's fine. Yeah. And that's another thing too. I think it would be. I think the SEC schedule would be freaking awesome if you added those two teams and you had three rotate or two rotating and um, your SEC schedule. 
obviously I think you have to go away from two divisions. I, I don't know if four, I don't know if four is the right answer or I don't know if it's just going to like a, well, that's another thing. I'll get into that. I, I hate, I'm, I hate that I'm about to do this. I'm about to vent about how dumb college football is. Here's why it's dumb. Everybody, what are we in it for? Say it after me. Championships. How many teams have a legit shot to win a championship? Not a lot. Like, first off, every team in group of five, they don't have a chance. Yeah. Take them out. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good you are. Doesn't matter how much you dominate your conference. You don't have a chance. So that's the first thing we should do. You know the Bugs Bunny where they cut off the Florida? The NCAA Division One FBS should cut off your group of five. Give them their own championship. But even then, power five. So how many teams are there? Um, 12, 24. Are there 12 teams in the Big 12? 36? Yeah. Or in the Big 10, sorry. 12 teams? 36, 46, 58. 58 teams in FBS, is that correct? Some some in there, give or take, independent if you count Notre Dame, 59. Give or take a couple. How many, like, out of 59 you, teams? It's probably up there, too. They're independent. Who? BYU. BYU, yes. So, so 60 oh, around teams. 60 teams, yeah. 60 teams. How many teams legitimately have a shot? Because a four-team playoff isn't a shot. So if you want to structure it like high school football, break them up geographically, and then play it, okay. Like, I think the high school model is fine if you want well, to do it that way. What's going to happen is they're going to – we'll add two more teams that, like, could legit – they're in a they're in a – Oklahoma has Lincoln Riley. They can recruit – Texas is in a hotbed of talent. They can probably get to that point somehow, some way. Um, I think it's a lot harder, but they're going to – the SEC is going to want more teams, so they're going to try to open it back up where it's even more than eight teams. They want as many teams as possible that can get in. Is it an 18 playoff or a 12 team? Is it 12? I, think, I thought it moved to 12. They moved they to 8. I don't to, remember. They went from 4 to 12? Maybe it's 8. I can't remember now. Okay. Um, but, I, I mean, yeah, it's just like – it, it's just really dumb to me when you sit and think about it and you're like, there are teams that legitimately have no chance of winning a championship. So why are they even playing? Like, at, like it's a participation trophy at that point for all you folks that are like, don't change college football, but are also like, participation trophies have ruined this world. Well, like college football right now is one big participation trophy. That guy was on scholarship. Congratulations. There's billions of them. I know there's really not that much when you compare them to high school players that play. But we, if you've played high school football or watched high school football, you know the guys that are getting offered and you know the guys that aren't. Let's just be honest. And I always knew I wasn't going to be one of the guys that was. I just enjoyed my time in high school football. But then there's going to be those guys that, I, I guess, in college football, they just know they're not going to win a championship. So they, okay, they're just there for fun. So it really, really is 12 it's teams, 12. isn't it? It's 12. That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I just. I think. I think it's so stupid that, and I don't know how to exactly fix it. I mean, I actually do know how to fix it. Promotion and relegation. It's not that hard. Yeah. Let, um, let's just go. Let's just keep going. Do sixty four until that ruins college football, and then we'll just go back to two. We'll do the, the yeah. Whole start over. <laughs> it's like we're doing with streaming. We're basically making cable again. That's what we're gonna end up doing. <laughs> You're reinventing cable. Yeah. We're just gonna reinvent the BCS. Like yeah. why twelve? Take the one off in front. We're playing two teams. Only Alabama and Clemson are going to play for the national title. For because, the it, like, years. it's probably going to be that, like, those people have all that depth. It's probably going to be the two best teams every year at the end of the 64. So, yeah. I, I mean, just, it, you're right. You're reinventing cable. I mean, that was – isn't that kind of what they're saying with the four-team playoff? It's like you're just – like, isn't that like they were like it's the same two teams every year? So, yeah, I mean, it's the same 12. Like, yeah. it's the same – the 12 ends up in the same two, so who cares? 
it's all funny. I think promotion relegation, I don't know if it fixes it, but it sounds fun to me. I want to see how far Vanderbilt can drop. I think Tennessee ends up in like the whack. Um, yeah, we're probably in like um, so we're not quite to the actually the whack is. Do you think the whack's the bottom? It probably is. We're probably like double A baseball, whereas Vanderbilt's like definitely in rookie ball. Oh, Vanderbilt's, like Vanderbilt's playing happy in, league. Vanderbilt's <laughs> playing. In, Vanderbilt's playing JC this week, actually. Um, yeah, I you know if more programs get into the playoffs. Hopefully, it dilutes the recruiting pool. I mean, maybe I could see. You know, but I, I think a reason why isn't that a able to beat out like Oklahoma and Texas is because they want to play in the SEC. You want to play in the highest classification yeah. in, until the NFL. But isn't that even more of a selling point if you're like, yeah, now you, re- you really have a chance to play in the playoff. Like we, we can win eight, nine games a year. There's no problem. Sure, maybe we can't beat Alabama and, and then LSU and um, Florida in the same year, but we can beat, you know, one of the – we can get to nine wins, get in the playoff, and then you've got a chance. Now, as a competitor, you're like, that's a roll of the dice, 50-50. Whereas like right now – with four teams, that's not the case. So yeah, I mean, I think that's possible. I think it's possible. That's a good point from Killer Dude. I, I don't know. I mean, but, but I think a big selling point when like a team like Missouri is going up against Oklahoma, that's a hard selling point. Like when you talk about where the programs are at, and, and geographically speaking, it, it's probably around the same for for this certain recruit. But you can sell that you're playing Alabama. You're you're yeah. playing you're you're playing guys week in and week out they're good you're gonna play on sundays but I, like if oklahoma's here you're not gonna win those recruiting battles uh, if texas uh, is here you're not gonna win those recruiting battles no i also i don't i don't think i don't think texas and oklahoma affect i, I mean i think they get who they get because of who they are and how they win i, I think recruit i mean has texas a&m gotten has their recruiting improved that much since joining the sec I mean, I. Uh, it's obviously not enough to over overtake Alabama, right? I, I mean, I think it's it definitely hasn't gone down. Um, I mean, their be- their best player though went went there when he when they when he thought it was going. Yeah, they hadn't gone down. Of course, I mean, I don't think it would go down. But their best but player, it, I but they've also got a better coach too in that time period. Yeah, but uh, I mean, yes, but I mean that would be. I mean, Kevin Sumlin was there in the Big Twelve and the SEC, and their best player committed to he enrolled in Texas at Texas A and M when they were a Big Twelve school. Johnny Menzel, I'd, right? Johnny Menzel is the best player since they've joined the SEC, right? Like yeah. flat out best player. I'm not saying. I don't know when. When was? A, I mean, yeah, I mean, probably him. But yeah, Von Miller's probably up there too. I don't know. Von Miller he was, was. He was like probably. 20, he was before. I think they, he was a 2013 draft, wasn't he? So he was. A, did he play one year in the SEC? Maybe. I don't remember. I thought it was like right before. Because he was in that insane. Year. He was in that insane draft. Yeah. What class was that? I'm about to look it up now. That have you ever like gone through that class? I love going through the classes, like especially the NBA, where like you can't recognize a single player. <laughs> you in the first don't round. Know oh, that's hilarious. Oh, Paul Miller's 2011, so no, he didn't play in the SEC. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so oh, Miles Jordan's probably up there too. So I think 2011 was the last year of the 12 SEC team, I believe. Anybody in the chat fact check that real quick? Do you know off the top of your head? What was it? I think 2012 was the first year of the, the SEC of the expanded. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to find A&M. So but but it, it seems 16. like Missouri and Texas A&M are going to be a no. So what does that leave you? You need four more no's, right? They said, I don't know. Apparently the SEC bylaws say 11 of the 14 have to vote. Whereas, whereas if it was majority, it would be 
Am I good at math? It would be seven. Is that majority? So you, yeah, so you need okay, you A&M, four? A&M did have the number six recruiting class this year. So So you need you need four? So you need just two more people to say no? Is that right? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how the actual rules go, so I, I really don't know. Okay. Um I I mean like unless the SEC is just, you know, strong arming some of these presidents and just being like, hey, vote this way or don't. Yeah, but again, but it's, it's, I, it seems like Texas A&M and Missouri are both going to say no. Okay. I don't know the I don't know the history of the Big 12. A lot of people are saying A&M or A&M and Missouri left the Big 12 because of Texas. I don't right. know the exact reason. If, and, if and like and like Texas, you want to like complain about the horns down thing? Yeah, that's, that's all yeah. you're gonna get here. Yeah, that's it. And, and I hope Greg Sankey legitimately doesn't try to punish that at all. Like, obviously, you can't change the NCAA rules, but if you're about taunting and stuff, but just players doing it shouldn't be a penalty. If right. players are taunting doing it, then fine, whatever. I mean, yeah, they score a touchdown point. and do like, like this. Maybe Juwan Jennings putting that football in that South Carolina DB's chest was taunting. I don't know, but it was awesome. I'll take the 15. I loved it. Yeah, you loved it. So, oh, um, John Kelly doing that? You hated it. It might have cost you the game. That's stupid. No, that. But that should that should not be a penalty. He didn't do oh, it. Yeah, I, I, so I like, that's I just dumb. Um, so the last thing I'm going to say about Super Conference is I hope this means the end, the end of the NCAA, like you mentioned. Yeah, the but, end is near. But I hope it means the SEC gets better officials. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath on that one. Also, I think the, the NCAA would disband before we get better officiating. Oh, probably. And then this, I, this I guess, the last thing, too. Sorry. The last of the last. Officially unofficial now, my last statement. I doubt I doubt Missouri and Texas A&M left the Big 12 because of, like, Texas and Oklahoma's level of competition. I'm sure it had something to do with, like, like you said, people strong-arming people, people making decisions that necessarily – Shouldn't have been because that's not their job. I'm sure that's what it was about. But if it was about competition, if the guys who vote no because of recruiting, that's stupid. You should be relegated. Well, from what you should I've, want the you should want the 16 best teams in the league. Like in my so I kind of I kind of researched this a little bit today, and it, it like from what I got, it was Texas threatened to leave, kind of like they're doing now, and the Big 12 bowing down to Texas, and because that I mean that. For a long time, that was their cash cow was Texas. Cash, bowing down. It's always been Texas. It's still Texas. Texas is right. Oklahoma. Yeah. So, I mean, like, bowing down to them, oh, please don't leave, and they basically get to have their way with um, with rules and regulations and things like that. So Good for them. I, it's, called, it's, called privilege. it's called privilege. If you move out of Springfield, Missouri, and end up in Austin, Texas, you might have some say-so, too. <laughs> or not Springfield. Sorry. Even worse, Columbia, Missouri. Or uh, there's another one. College Let's Station's see. pretty kick-ass. It's it's pretty cool. I can't hate on. I can't hate on Northgate. Dyers, Dyersburg, or no, Dyersburg. No, uh, God, what is that crap? I've I've driven I've driven through it like a thousand in Missouri? times. Yeah. Well, I was just commenting on the actual town that the University of Missouri plays in. Carothersville. No one knows where that's at. No, people oh, in Missouri yeah. don't even know where that's at. <laughs> I think it's on the opposite side of Dyersburg. I think this was – if it's the wrong person, I'm sorry for giving an incorrect shout-out. I think it was Charlie Burris wrote an article like six or seven years – a long time ago about he he did – if every SEC East team was a ride at Dollywood, 
and they did Missouri. They did the Batman. He did the Batman ride and was like, the Batman ride is a ride at, I think it was six flags. And he was like, just like the Batman ride, Missouri doesn't belong in the SEC East. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> they, they don't, they need to get, they need to get rid of. I'll say this. I'm glad we have Missouri and not Texas A&M. Oh, for, <laughs> sure. for sure. Shout out, shout out to geography. Cause Missouri's a heck of a lot closer to the East than college station. So. And apparently Minnesota is way closer to Tennessee than uh, Kansas is. So. Minnesota's a little bit closer. That's I, that actually. What part of Minnesota? I don't, I don't know. think. I don't think it would still be true. I think Kansas would still be closer in Minnesota. The top part of the boot. I'm just like it. It doesn't make any. If you want to move closer think, to Tennessee, uh, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense. Okay, <laughs> I'm getting off. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, but but there is uh, there's one more point I want to make. There's only room for one UT. So like yeah, Texas, I mean, if you're coming like, to the. The SEC, like, you got to get rid of that. Like, you followed us. It's time to stop. Yeah, but in my head, that's not even an argument. Like, a lot of people are like, well, Texas is better. Texas is better than Tennessee at whatever sport. Like, that's not the conversation. Um, the conversation is Tennessee was a – well, the school it – wasn't, it wasn't named a University of Tennessee. I think at that point it was Knoxville College or something like that or maybe Blunt College. Um so it wasn't the University of Tennessee, but it was a school before Texas was even a state. And you wouldn't be a state without the volunteers. So Davy Crockett. That's that's all that, that all that's all there is to be said. And I returned to my homeland because um it was uh we went down there when we were in college station. We went to the Alamo and you know, we just kind of paid homage to the volunteers that went went there before us. Unfortunately, we fell short, unlike those volunteers, but mm. Graham Morgan said uh, Dyersburg or Carothersville is the opposite of Dyersburg. So Missouri side of. Wait, is that real? Yeah. So like Tennessee and Missouri. Yeah. Um, I get like I'm asking each other. Dyersburg. Like if you go in Missouri from Dyersburg, it's Carothersville. Interesting. I didn't know. I didn't. Well, Mike, I don't know where the hell Carothersville is. I didn't realize that. So Dyersburg. like I was up, thinking Dyersburg was closer to Nashville. No, I did. I guess I didn't know it was there. I didn't know Dyersburg was there. Yeah, I'm on a map right now. Um, Tennessee okay. has the most. We're geography guys. Tennessee has the most states that border it than any other state. Suck that, Texas. Is it, is it eight total? Yeah, Texas doesn't have that. Uh, I think it's one, two, three. It's a lot. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's nine. You're welcome. Crothersville. Shout out to Crothersville for having a casino. That's uh, actually pretty cool. So better than Dyersburg. Originally I said worse, but take that back. <laughs> Big casino guy. All right. White cleats back. I hate black cleats. I hate them. With Tennessee's uniforms. I hate them. You hate black cleats. I hate black cleats. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like it, I don't just understand look. why people were mad about that. Yeah, I don't Is it going back to the tradition <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, well, I think some. I mean, I think people. First off, it's July. People need something to be mad about for regarding Tennessee football. Um, but yeah, I think. I mean, I don't, here's my thing about tradition. Um, if you're tradition, I don't know. If you're a traditionalist in that sense, we've had Tennessee, white cleats in the past too, too. So that too. But like, shouldn't Tennessee just wear like the long sleeve jerseys? You know, the long sleeve jerseys when they wore leather helmets like those. Shouldn't we have to wear that if you're a traditionalist? Well, I think when it first started, they were just barefoot, so we should just do that. That would actually be entertaining. 
if Tennessee <laughs> cares. But, but I mean, oh, that, I mean, if we're just talking about uniform, first off, I think the white cleats. Uh, I do hate what they look like right now. I hope those are not permanent. I hope Nike was able to produce like white and orange cleats. That would suck. Those don't look great. They look better than black, but they do not look great. I think we look they like a high good. school. We look like a high school football team. Hey, whatever. I don't care. Just score points. Just win. <laughs> yes. Obviously, <laughs> if you're scoring in those cleats, I don't care. But it's like those look like you know when the high you know like when your high school football team purchases like they're like here's a catalog. Everybody's getting the same type of cleat or like the same color cleat colorway. You just order what kind of you want. That's what they look like. Okay. They don't. They're like they're not Tennessee. You know, every other school gets their cleat. It's like what we have with Butch Jones. Like when Butch Jones is here. Like like I haven't really done a deep dive in them. I saw they were white and I was just like, okay, oh, a thousand times better. They're just, like they're clearly like stock. Like they, it's very obvious they were not made for. Well, so I, I went to the new dicks um, and there That's are these, <laughs> and there are these like cleats and they have the black outline, but it's yeah. still, is that what it is? That's what okay. they are. So exact stock cleats. Like you can get them anywhere. Yeah. Whereas like what Tennessee had before when they had white cleats were gorgeous. So I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are like they're they're just the newest model of Nike. Yeah, so I'm hoping they just. I'm hoping like the Tennessee ones haven't come in in time. Obviously, they're not ugly. Like they're not terrible, but they could be better. We're Sven Tennessee, from Germany. I love it. I love when he comes in. Some of that Mississippi State logo. I'm, I'm an official Mississippi State hater because I hate cowbells, except when Will. Actually, more cowbell. I'm a fan of cowbells. More cowbell. But I do hate that they're good at baseball, just because. I don't know. It's fun to hate the teams. Yeah, we're we're pretty good at baseball too, though. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> we're oh, talking the, white cleats, the white cleats. Yeah, I mean, I do. You, do you like the leg sleeve? Would you wear a leg sleeve? No. You kind of got one going on. I mean, it's tattoos, but it's, it's, it's yeah. I wouldn't cover my tattoo. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, it kind of looks cool. Wait, 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 I, mean, I don't think you, I could pull it off. Which leg sleeve are you talking about? The one that Jerry Banks wore of the bands or the like shooting <laughs> sleeve over the leg? Did you see Jerry Banks? Yeah. Was he an NCAA I mean, player? Yeah. It's cool. I mean, he looked good. I'll do oh, Well, I, I can't wear that because I'm of the wrong right. skin tone. But. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I, I would never. I beat the Braves. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Finn. Yeah. You beat Vanderbilt. I appreciate that. Oh, that's a good. That is a good point. I was I was a Mississippi State fan that week. I'll say that. Yeah, for that's sure. a good point for sure. Um, but yeah, like kind of like it looks cool, just like a shooter sleeve. Like it looks cool. I would never wear it. But yeah, it I just know cool. I can't pull it off, so I'm not gonna right. try it. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the that's the gist of it. Um, I, I'll say so. Uh, we're gonna play I, good. Yeah, I think stay away from black jerseys because if the ones we saw that are retail, I'm out on. Um, but I will say, like, what Chad Fields has been saying for a long time, Tennessee needs to go to a structure like BYU. Stay orange and white, but just have different, like, designs. Like, if that pisses off the traditionalists, they're not traditionalists because every design you would use would be a traditional design. Right. We've had different design jerseys before. And you've had also. different logos on said jerseys. Like, that would be a great look. And you would never have to get rid of the white helmet because that's a lot of people's hangout is the white helmet. Which is yeah, fine. and if also hangout, a, white, a white helmet is not going to look good with black jerseys so, or black uniforms. Correct. So, I, 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 I think the ones we wore the night Lane Kiffin busted them out 
were so ugly, they were gorgeous. Oh, I yeah. loved how weird and tacky they looked. I mean, it was just double birds to whoever told him no. He probably wasn't going to do it until they tell, told him no. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, I just – like the orange pants were so ugly that year. They were very Halloween-y, and it was on Halloween. Obviously, you had the white helmets. You had the no-logo jerseys that they stitched the Adidas on. I mean, it was – and they were, you know – the jerseys weren't quite as tight as they are now tight. They were getting there. But these were baggy as all get out. It was just so, – it was so much fun. Like, that was a fun moment. Yeah, I, I think the only time you wear black cleats is on Halloween. It's the only time. Okay. Okay, I like it. Have them in the, have them in the, uh, in the equipment room just in case. Yeah. I mean, that, that's – we actually play on Halloween this year. So, oh. that would be cool. Uh, Do it. Are we? I think we're away, though, aren't we? Probably. Hey, still bring them out. <laughs> bring them out. Um, but I also think that, like, I think teams – I mean, obviously you couldn't play Mississippi State and Alabama in maroon jerseys. That would mm, look stupid. Bad news, Landon. How, Saturday is the night before Halloween. Just can't wear them. Damn it. Maybe we start at 8, the game goes into midnight, we come out. Oh, we have a bye that week. I was wondering why I went on my calendar. Thank you, Killer. Oh, so we have a bye that week. Okay. Never mind. I was like, Damn it. I was trying to figure out. I was like, it doesn't say there's a game because I don't know about you all, but I go on to UT. If you go on to UT Sports, you can download the schedule. Okay. And it your phone. Yeah. So, fun stuff. Um, we have, well, first off, Graham Morgan said nothing will be worse than the All-Star Game jer- jerseys this year. I assume he means MLBs. Yeah, they were terrible. They were I don't awesome. know how, like – like that gets worse, and also the um, the NBA Finals logo gets worse every yeah. time. Yeah, well, the NBA Finals logo is the same, isn't it? Like it's like switch. It's, it's kind of different. Well, they just like change the number. The, yeah, they they change where they put the number and stuff. Yeah, it just looks worse and worse. From I'll look it up, uh, and then Sven had a real question. He asked, uh, "Real question: What is going on recruiting for the Vols in football?" He hears nothing out of Knoxville, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, I think it's more of kind of recruits are waiting and see um, what Tennessee's going to do. I think there's intrigue with the offense, um, and, and the s- stats are there to kind of back up Josh Heupel. Um, but you got to kind of prove it at this level. Yep. And so with – you know, I'm sure teams are recruited against Tennessee saying, hey, they're going to get hammered in recruiting. They're not going to be – you're never going to get to play in a um, – Bowl game, you're never going get, to get to play in a championship game because of the the allegations and stuff coming out. So, And Tennessee can't really deny that because they just don't know. It's not done. They don't have their final sentencing yet. Um, yeah, they can say, you know, no, that's not true, but you can't give them a definitive answer what is true. So um, yeah. I think that's working against Tennessee a little bit too. But, I, you know, from a recruiting standpoint – I mean, I think you've gotten some kids that your staff has done a really great job of selling the program. Um, some that had, you know, offers from Georgia, Florida, Alabama. Um, but you're not going to get – like Branson Robinson, he was never going to come. Like they – like literally the, committed to Georgia today? Yeah, literally on the, on the CBS broadcast, <laughs> they said uh, – they compared him to Nick Chubb, number one. That dude wasn't. That dude's not real. I refuse to believe that is a human being. Yeah, like, there's and, no and, way. And then they compared him to Mark Ingram. I was like, okay, well, you can just take our hat off the table. Like, that's it's so <laughs> stupid. I'm surprised Georgia got him and not Bama. 
Well, Bama has the number one running back already committed, so. Stupid. How long before unis look like NASCAR with all the sponsorship? Not a chance. I mean, with Georgia's uniforms last year looked kind of with the dog chain or whatever. Looked pretty. They just looked ugly. They didn't look like NASCAR. NASCAR's yeah. never produced anything that ugly. <laughs> I don't know. Some of those jackets that they wear and those. I, do you remember when that was a trend where people used to wear like NASCAR jackets? I mean, I think it's still a trend for a certain community. <laughs> right. I don't but think it, it's ever a trend outside that community. <laughs> I, I thought it was. <laughs> I, I've never personally owned a NASCAR jacket. I, now, I never I never got into NASCAR. I maybe watched like five Jeff Gordon races growing up, but that was it. See, I, I used to watch NASCAR, but I would never be caught dead in one of those jackets. Number one, it's not comfortable. I don't know what they – I never even tried one on, so. It's like a – It looks like a Letterman jacket. It's pretty similar to a jean jacket. Like, there's no comfort in it. There's comfortable jean jackets. Yeah. No. It's not comfortable. I own it. You wear a hoodie because it's comfortable. You don't wear a jean jacket because it's comfortable. What level of comfort am I going for? A light jacket that – doesn't weigh me down that no i'm not having this argument jean jackets can be comfortable <laughs> oh my god and i had a warm jean jacket for a while that i would have kept but it was like brody's dead grandfather so i couldn't keep it it was an awesome jean jacket i don't know they gave out jackets at <laughs> <in> all cost <laughs> i was like brody i want to steal this and he was like that like my mom won't let you because this is my grandfather's and i was like well okay I'm not going to let that lady go crazy on me. So Right. That's probably fair. She's okay with me saying this publicly. She knows I love how crazy she is. So yeah. It's fine. You um, called her hot on Facebook the other day. I didn't call her hot. You didn't call her. I just said she was a good-looking woman. That's true. That's. I mean, that's kind of That's not hot. the same. That's not hot would be an infatuation, I feel like, of her. I don't know. Maybe not. I guess these can be interchangeable. But she is a great-looking so you know, say, I, I know I know she posted her age on the picture. I'm not gonna say her age, but like that's hers to say. But for her age, especially, she's just a good looking woman in general. I'm sorry, bro. You were diving into this land and made me. <laughs> so you don't think she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> if Julie's listening, yes. If Brody's listening, no. Okay. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> Get out of this one. Tennessee um, baseball. Baseball. It's back again. We edited our intro for baseball. We've got dude, that every, was a heater, dude. I like that. Thank you, thank you. I, Jay I, Wilk on the track. Yeah, so we officially have uh, Tim Priest, John Wilkerson, Bert Bertelkamp, John Fulkerson, John Fulkerson, <laughs> uh, Trey Smith, Peyton Manning made an appearance. Thank you, Peyton, for doing that for Phil? us. Phil's on it. There's some legends on there, and then there's that dude who's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it De La Salle? I think that's who it is. Is it? Are they in Michigan? De La Salle is in California. Are there two De La Salle's? There's some. I, they I, probably I are. are. Probably. The De La Salle's like where uh, Henry Toto is from. I don't remember. But I think it was in the Michigan State Championship game. Mm. Well, uh, Tony uh, Vitello spoke to the media yesterday and uh, had some news for Vol fans. He mentioned that uh, permanent bleachers are the hope for next season down the third baseline. Um, wanted to have it. I, he said more permanent than the bleachers that were d- there during the the. I think he was talking about for this year. It may not be like. It may not be quite what the right field line is, but it'll be better than 
than this past year. Right. Yeah. So more permanent or more better than bleachers, whatever that. Yeah. I, I think it'll probably. If I'm guessing, it means. I, I actually no. I really don't know what he means. Like maybe it'll be like. A, like I was thinking more of like the first baseline where it's not necessarily seating, but it's like standing. Like it's like another deck. But I feel like if you're able to build the like base of it, then you just throw the ble- – because it is bleachers in the right field line once you get out past the baseline. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. So at that, that's why I'm like I don't know what he means by that. Because, I mean, maybe that – maybe in, maybe in his head they want to put bleachers like – or, you know, seats over there. So like in his head, the right field line, because we don't know, we don't, we haven't heard what the plans are. So maybe it right. is what's on the right field line currently. And then event, because I, I would imagine eventually they want to build a full stadium like you would see at a minor league park, where right, right now you don't have that. Yeah. But adding seats. Or adding soon. Adding, I don't know if he's adding seats. He's, more Not people right. are going to be able to come to the game. That's right. That, that's right. That's absolutely right. Um, so yeah, he, he mentioned that. I thought that was really cool. I think that's something important to him. Um, I thought, I think that's why that they, they brought in those bleachers for that reason to kind of surround the stadium. Yeah. And he, he mentioned like, he's like, we're in the stage with our stadium that we were when we first got here on campus. Like we were losing guys because they were like, well, we know, you know, we like what you're saying, but we're going to go to guys who have already won. And so like now it's the same situation. Stadium, you have recruits that come in they're like, you know, we like the stadium as it is, but could be better. So we're going to, you know, where we believe in what your future for the stadium is, but these guys already have it. And so he's wanting to wow recruits now with, with the stadium. And that's, that's their, what their goal is. Right. Like they've wowed yeah. recruits that they're winning. And uh, I had a coach tell me uh, he's at another place. He was like, I'd love to be at Tennessee because I can literally recruit from my couch. Cause that, that's, that's where Tennessee is at right now. They're not having but, to, but to Tony go Vitello out. wouldn't let you. Right. Yeah, because he's going to be out recruiting because that's his thing. Um, I don't know where he was at last week. He was at some big tournament or two weeks ago, I think. He's in Atlanta. Atlanta. He's in Atlanta right now. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Um, is it just a dead period for football? I just assume it was a dead period. It's a dead period for everybody. I don't know. I don't know when the dead periods are for. I assumed it was. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not telling on him. It, he it, wasn't it, in Atlanta. <laughs> it, would, it would make sense, like when you think about it, it would make sense if they were. Right. Exactly. Yeah, th- this is the – I don't know. Going to sh- – I guess you can go wa- – because, like, Rick Barnes and them are watching. I don't know if you can contact people. But they are they were at, like, the, the Nike event and the Adidas event, and they were watching. I don't know if they – I guess you couldn't talk to players, but I guess that's not stopping you from going on the road and watching. Right. Well, I don't think it's I think it's zero context. I mean, maybe you can make up a lot and be like, I was there because my nephew is there. But I would think surely. Yeah, be they, they know more about it than we do. Um, it seems like three bars. Uh, you're right, and that's bad. I'm applying a to a situation that the NCAA doesn't apply the same logic. So. Right, right. That's what the rules are. And then uh, Vitello mentioned that got some more six-year guys, the COVID year, taking Love advantage it. of that. Luke Lipsius, their first baseman. Um, batted 240 last season, tied for the team lead in home runs with 15 and uh, 42 RBIs. Also led the balls in um, in hard contact. That's a stat. It is um, now. 
And uh, that's a stat you want on your team. So Luke Lipsy has led in that category and uh, started 64 of Tennessee's 67 games last season. So really good to get him back. Um, ton of experience, guy that can really hit the hit the baseball. Um, and a really good defender. I think he's an underrated defender. Had a really good year at first base last season. And, uh, you know, that was going to be a question mark. If he wasn't coming back, who plays first base? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a behind probably catcher. Yeah, the biggest kind of question mark. Because, I mean, you had infielders coming in that, yeah, they're new and young, but they're also really talented. So you weren't as nervous about yeah. those two. And both those both of those have been addressed. Did you mention the commit or transfer? Uh, not yet. I was going to mention Redmond Walsh is also that guy joining Evan Russell and Luke Lipsius um, getting that, that extra year of eligibility. Um, he had an ERA of 2.52 with five wins, one loss, and uh, 39 innings pitched, 36 hits, 40 strikeouts. Um, so a great year for Redmond Walsh this past season. Um, and another guy in that bullpen, you know, Tennessee's going to have uh, – <laughs> freaking stable out there and and right for for all those pitchers that they have in their bullpen. Camden Sewell, um, I mentioned Redmond, Kirby Cannell, Elijah Pleasance, Jason Rackers, Seth Halverson, the transfer from Missouri. Um, just a ton of arms. Ben Joyce is another one that we didn't get to see this past season due to injury um, that can hit 100 miles an hour. So, yeah, you got a ton of – Ton of arms coming out of that pin. So I, I think Tennessee's goal is to kind of like they were last year, get to the sixth and then kind of let Sean Hunley take over from there and get us to the victory. Um, I think Tennessee has a lot more options this next this next season. Um, and Redmond Walsh is just another another guy um, with a ton of experience and, and a Tennessee guy, local kid, Alcoa. So yep. good, good to have him yep. back on campus. And then um, Matt McCormick. The transfer big time, big time question mark answered. Right, yeah, you you, you lose three guys, um, three catchers, Connor Pavoloni, Jackson Greer, and uh, Pete Durke. Those were your three top catchers this season. You lose all three of those guys, so yeah, definitely a a question mark at the catcher position. They thought maybe Colton Kessler was that guy, um, but he looks like he's signing a. Um, professional contracts so it doesn't look like he's going to make it to campus so uh go with your next option that's matt mccormick um was a freshman all-american i think he hit um i think he had 30 rbis this past season i'm getting his stats hold on one second um now pull that up and i'll just look at the baseball step period is way different than footballs which okay. makes sense yeah so it is this is a well according to past seasons this was the 2019 2020 schedule but pretty much all of July, besides July fourth, weekend of July fourth, all of July was comedy period. So okay, cool. And so we're doing it the right way. We are in all August, pretty much, or the first half of August, I should say. Yeah, because I talked to Kiv and he was on the road, so I just assumed they were good. Um, we, yeah, I mean, we knew they were at least in some type of period, whether it was an right. evaluation period or what. Um, so Matt McCormick <laughs> batted three sixty four in twenty twenty. With 11 RBIs in just 16 games, um, three home runs, and then 2021 batted 280, had 30 RBIs, seven home runs, and uh, and that was in 51 games. Started 49 games of their 51 for West Virginia, so pretty good catcher. 
another guy with some experience. Um, so we'll have three years of eligibility left and, you know, a guy that they can come in and probably play right away. Right. I think Charlie, Charlie Taylor is going to be another guy that hopefully they can fill kind of that void, you know, whoever wins that job. But um, I think they have two pretty decent catchers now that, you know, that, that was a big question mark coming into to next season. Yeah, I agreed. To see that need addressed. Um, we also had uh, – he's, well, he's left-handed too. That's oh. kind of strange. Um, it's very strange for a catcher. Isn't that yeah, like the yeah. least left-handed populated? Right. I'm seeing if he – I know he bats left. He throws right. So he's uh, – There you go. Yeah. So that, that's – I want to check and make sure before I said anything. But, yeah. Did I make that up? Isn't that like really rare for catchers to be left-handed? Yeah, it's not very often. Um, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if I've seen a left-handed catcher. I'm sure they're out there, but like, I've never I seen. I wonder what that one arm catcher is. Yeah, that's true. He had to be. I think he. I actually think he was. I think he's left-handed. I feel like I remember his being on his right. Okay. I, don't, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, he's pretty um, big. Two hundred twenty-five pounds, six-one. Pretty, pretty hefty fella. Yeah. Uh, Spence said you need 10, 15 solid pitchers for a season. I mean, you need – I mean, when you have – Tennessee had more than – really probably more than three legit starters on this team, but really disappointed how the season ended. Because right. they probably could have – their starters probably could have gone deeper than just about any team. Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. you know, relievers and um, closers wasn't necessarily Tennessee's forte. Right. You yeah. had guys, you didn't have depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't think we had 15 solid pitchers in this right. bullpen next year. I think you can maybe, you know, we, we got to see what, what happens. But, you know, coming into the season, you feel good. I think you're right in that range, 10 to 15. Easy. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Um, and then, I guess, are you ready to go into questions? Anything else for baseball? Um, yeah, that's all I got. Um, Sweet. You, you want to hear a, a crazy stat before? It's yeah. not baseball-related. It, it's okay. football-related. Tennessee last season had three running backs that are on this season's Doak Walker Award watch list. Cool. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Like, th- there's no way that's ever happened before. Ah, uh, Georgia. <laughs> that's probably true. And those guys are still at their school, though. That's the thing. Right. So, so who am I? Who else is on that list? Jabari Small, Rick Gray, Ty Chandler. I forgot. I forgot he transferred. I was thinking he. I mean, he was eligible to graduate out, but mm-hmm. I, I'm curious because North Carolina lost a lot. Can right. Ty Chandler do it? I'm, he's going to have the opportunity. To do it. Yeah, and no, I think that I think the ACC suits his skill set a lot better than the SEC did. Maybe. I think he's probably in a better situation, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. He's got um, a really good quarterback behind him, too. Yeah, he is. Yep. In front of him, actually, in most offenses, Landon. Or beside of him. He's somewhere. <laughs> Just making sure you knew football. I don't know if you know football, Blake, but – I was trying to go uh, – I don't know how much you know about football. I was tr- – did I say in, in – did I say behind him? You said behind him. I did? Oh, I meant to say in front of him. I was thinking I'm I, sorry. I, I don't know how much – I don't know how much, like, how much you know about football, Landon, or Blake. <laughs> I'm going to run obviously that joke not a right lot. now. Did he say that? He didn't say obviously not a lot, right? 
I'll say this. So my work had like a big football, like flag football tournament. You play and, uh, Well, my department didn't ask me to play. I was like, yeah, I was like, okay. Did you guys even have enough in your department to form? Did they go out of the, the department? So it, it's like the origination department. Not It's like okay. not specifically your little department. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, there's not even seven people on that. That department, they just went out and recruited over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they kind of did. But I was like, okay, well, cool. Well, so I, so another department was like, oh, wow, working hey, out in IL deals. Yeah. They're like, hey, can you play? I'm like, yeah, I'll play. My has got a revenge game on his. Oh, head. dude. I was heated. I was so mad. Like, That's funny. and like, I like these people. I was like, no, you don't, not anymore, at least. Like people just like they're like you know he played college football. Like, oh, we didn't know that. They're like <laughs> I mean, did you ask him. It's also still an. I hope I'm. I know I'm not anymore. There was a time in my life like people would look at me and be like, "I think I could come on my team." Exactly. That's what I thought. I so thought like, I whether was, you know if I'm an athlete. I'm a slimmer build. I go to the gym every once in a while. But yeah, it, nope, didn't get asked. So I was like, right. okay, well, like, I used to. There was a time in high school. Like when I go to camps and stuff, like people before we made, they were like, that's the fastest guy out here. Like I was always selected as like one of the fasters. And I was like, you guys are going to be very disappointed here in a minute. Because <laughs> even in my better playing days, I'm on the field, not the fastest. <laughs> not even close to the fastest. But yeah, that was, that was always the treat for me. I was like, oh, you just wait, wait till this but, happens. But yeah, that was probably the first time in my life like I, like I wasn't picked on a team. I was upset. Dude, if I could go back right now to third grade kickball, I would intentionally not pick you. And then cut. So this is how I would if I had a time machine. I'd go back to third grade, not pick you. Had that on the show, I would remember and be like, no, Landon, remember that time I didn't pick you? That's what. You would always pick me. I would have long played that joke. You would have picked me. You're too competitive. You would have picked me. No. I can win on my own in kickball. Are you kidding me? Big news. Get out of here. All right. Um, we have a question. Kick it off here. Uh, I don't know if you're on Twitter. Kill I'm a five-star, Caleb. Five-star kickballer. Um, it's about it's about your heart, though. What are you, What is your heart? Oh, I'm definitely a champion of life. If that okay. helps. Good. Good deal. Um, guys, how do you feel about Nike since we switched back to them? Do you honestly think our unis are better as opposed to Adidas? That's from KillerDude35. Shout out, KillerDude, for being active in the chat. We love it. Um, ah, yes, I think the Nike uniforms are way better than Adidas. Adidas I mean, sucks. Well, like, I don't think Adidas sucks. I just think when it came to t- – well, I think it, football jerseys, I think, they're, they, I think suck. they suck. I've got a new pair of Adidas shoes coming this week. I can't wait. Yeah, um, I, I like Adidas shoes. I don't like, like – I, like I like Adidas clothing. clothing. Yeah, they're – I like clothing. Yeah, they're jerseys. Just, they're, they're, they're football fresh. jerseys specifically. Like, even their soccer jerseys, I like. I thought their NBA jerseys I liked. But yeah. Yeah, they're – I mean, not like they're weird ones and not the sleeved ones. The sleeved ones are stupid, but just they're normal basketball movies. Um, But, no, I, I think for Tennessee, if you go look at color orange, how much it changed when Adidas had it, it was insane. Whereas, like, football, maybe it's changed a little bit. This is where we need to have Chad on. Um, but not enough. Like, not enough to be super noticeable. You had um, um, – God, what were the – were those Adidas, those, like, NCAA – Create a team looking ones, you know about the big strike. Was that an Adidas jersey? I think it was. It was like NCAA create a team mode. Like, you know, I'm talking about that big stripe down the. Oh, sleeve. I'm sure. It was terrible. 
There were some terrible jerseys with, with Adidas. It was awful. I mean, just think of our gray jerseys when Adidas. Yeah, those were kitty. I mean, and they were just orange ones. That tire track thing? Yeah, what thing. was that? Something person. Yeah, that was – I don't know. Not great. Not great at all. We also had a question from Tennessee Vols-TV. Is our defense better this year? Going to go with no. I don't know. I mean, can they be worse? Yeah, probably not. I don't think they're going to be like – I don't think it's going to be a drastic improvement. I think you're going to be – Yeah. I think you're going to be good. You're going to be okay in the secondary, but the problem with being okay in the secondary – well, I think they'll be good in the secondary, but if you don't have a pass rush, if uh, guys of the line of scrimmage are helping, you know, in the run game that all that much, your job in the secondary becomes infinitely harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm worried about pass rush. I'm worried about linebacker. Um, I, I will I will say this though, for the defensive line and pass rush in general, I think there's going to be elements of the defensive line this year that are really, really good. Because I think Rodney Garner is a really, really good coach. Mm-hmm. Proven that time and time again. I'm probably going to eat words in a year, but that's fine. Let's we'll come back and sniff this. So uh, I think they, I, I think, think Tennessee's going to be pretty good defending the run. I, I, I think just, I just don't know about pass. Because I just don't think there's going to be that. I don't know who that dominant guy would be. Mm-hmm. And I think you can you can I think you can make things happen in the pass rush with multiple guys. But if you don't have a dominant guy and then run game, like I said, you can without a with the dominant guy it just gets a whole lot easier. But in the run game, it's much easier to defend and or you bodies really that are decent to defend. You just can't have a you can't have one just terrible guy. Other than that, you don't need a dominant guy to defend the run game. Right. That's what you need in the past game. I don't know if you have that, but I, I'm with you. I think the defensive line will be pretty good. And I, I think with this are. offense, you need turnovers. And you know, last year we didn't get hardly any turnovers. And that's that's where I think you need an eraser. And I just don't know if one if one is on our roster. And what sucks is like change. For the defense, so like I don't think people have given you know how much the quarterback games changed in the last what five ten years. I don't think they've given enough how much the defensive end game has had to change in the last five years. Think about how much easier it was to yeah. ten years ago. Now you got to have a guy who it's not just about you get pressure on because that really, like you don't have to sack the guy to get interceptions years. You just have to put enough pressure on him in the pocket. Now you have guys escaping, scrambling, and you've got pressure on them for the entirety of that. To force an interception, you have to be better at actually physically getting to the quarterback now than you used to. Yeah, I agree with that. Jerry Barnett was so good. Yeah, and Corey Vereen, you know, th- those guys were like, I-, I don't know if he called Corey Vereen or an eraser, but he was really solid for, for an Corey, opposite end. I don't know how good Corey Vereen would have been out without Derek Barnett because I don't think he was a dominant guy, but he was so good when he got into like mismatch. Like he was able to take advantage of having Derek Barnett on the opposite side. Like, right. he was like, oh, I can – if you give me a mismatch, I can get – Because can he, get he's never getting double teamed, ever. Right. Never getting double teamed, never had the pressure shading to him, like or never had the protection shading him. If he got by a guy, it, it was him and the quarterback. Yeah. And, and was, I, I think that's what made that secondary so good. And, yeah. you know, with Cam Sutton and, you know, having a guy like Derek Barnett is just – but I don't, I don't, I don't think Tennessee has that eraser on their roster unless no. we haven't seen it so far. You know, maybe right. one of maybe Dejon Terry, maybe Byron Young. Um, 
Roman Harrison, maybe one of those guys steps up, Tyler Barron. But, yeah, we haven't seen it up to this point. So Nope. nope, nope, nope. Um, unfortunately, we probably won't see it the first game. And I completely forgot it was on a Thursday. So sad. But we won't see it first game, but you'll see it for sure. Yeah, and, like, we, you got to finish picks. I mean, we had to lead the country and drop picks last year, right? <laughs> I mean, what, two a game, it felt like? Yeah, Kenneth George, Flowers, McCall, like – None of them could catch. Um, yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully they with Willie Martinez, he does a lot of ball skills because that's what we need. I mean, they they were kind of in the right position at times, but I mean, crap, they just couldn't finish a pick. And with this offense, as fast as we score, you know, you can really put a team out of the game if you're able to get a couple turnovers in their own territory. Yeah. Yep. I that. They got to do it. Um, I did look up that video, by the way, of the oh, intro. It is Warren De La Salle. So I was right. Okay. La Salle. La Salle. Warren De La Salle. I don't know if that changed for you all. Okay. I think they're not as good as the California De La Salle. You're kind of – am I cutting out a little bit? It might be in uh, – I'm seeing I don't have great, great connection right now. So, uh, okay. I'm just living on that podcast. I mentioned there you podcast, go. which I know you have Comcast too. Yeah, I'm plugged straight into the router. I don't know if you're using Wi-Fi. Oh, oh, big dog, no. Hardwired. Yeah, man. Hardwired. Big hardwired guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's trending? I have a bunch. You just want me to run through them like, real quick? Yeah. Like, how do you want me to do this? Yeah, just fire them off. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, boom, boom. Oh, wow. My first one, this one's coming at you, kind of a shot at you. Yas. NBA. NBA Finals MVP, 50 nuggets, 50 burger. He's 15 made free throws, 17 made free throws? 17, 19, yeah. 19? Okay. I was like, uh, keep adding them up. That's he was he 17 did. of 19. 17 of 19. Giannis, dominant. I, I I doubted him. I was just like, I, I feel like if he's had, I feel like, I don't know. I doubted him. And he proved me wrong. I mean, I bet 10 on the Suns. I mean, the, the game before, he was four for 11 yep. from the free throw line. So, right. yeah. You hate no Sunday morning. It was kind of fun. I mean, even a bar, Crow <laughs> Bar and Grill, I don't know. You saw this? I saw this. Go on, though. Read it. Had a Tuesday night special for the game. Got a free shot on every Giannis made free throw. So, but what's funny, free shots. That sounds like a, like a shit talk special. Wasn't that a Milwaukee bar? Yeah, I think it was, but they like, didn't that seems think like something going to be 17. I guess. That seems like a Suns bar. I mean, he literally hit four the last time, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, my next one, Ted Lasso. New season drops uh, tomorrow or, like, late tonight maybe. Um, I don't know if they're doing an episode by episode or not. If you haven't watched season one on Apple TV, do it. It is one of the best, in my opinion, like the best new shows. It's, it's very unique, and it's just a good TV show. It's not about soccer. Obviously, it helps to know soccer, but it's not about soccer. Okay. It's just comedy. It's entertaining. Um, Big Ted Lasso guy. Olympics. The Olympics are really not being talked about as much as I feel like Olympics normally get talked about. Do you even remember, like, this is an Olympic year? The only really thing I've heard about is is the sex beds. uh, That's what actually I have about the Olympics. Sex beds, which apparently isn't actually a thing. Apparently one athlete was like, no, definitely not a thing. I don't know if that means he had sex. Congrats if so. But he was like, no, these beds are fine. They're just cheaply made like a lot of temporary housing beds. <laughs> he's, like, I, yeah, you, he's like, you could definitely have sex on him. I think. You're right. 
And, and also, like, I saw, I read this somewhere. It was like, these are the best athletes in the world. I think they can have sex standing up. That too. And, like, also, if they were, like, to, like, get people to not have sex, you just need to redesign Olympic Village. If you get hundreds and hundreds of adult, young adults together, they're going to have sex. That's pretty much what a, like, that's what a college is. Mm-hmm. And you're lucky. These people, these age, in great shape, aren't just big orgies right now. Like you should think you're lucky. Oh stars. wow! Yeah, I mean, come on. Like hundred, not even that. You know my theory on when people go and study abroad, they're also all foreign to each other. So like, things definitely get weird there. So it's like they're young. Like you should just redesign Olympic Village if you don't want them to have sex. So it can be anti-sex. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Right. Let's not be dumb about it. You think these people are doing missionary all the time? You mentioned they're the greatest athletes in the I world. I saw. I saw a video of somebody, and he literally, like, frog splashed on the bed, and it didn't collapse or anything. So, I'm, I'm not sure. Was what, it? It's just not comfortable. Was it Michael Phelps? No. It's probably not a real frog, frog splash. Mm. He's, amph- he's an amphibian, so. <laughs> um, my next one's training. Do you have anything else about the Olympics? Oh, I do want to mention, because Graham Morgan mentioned Monica Abbott's 2-0 for USA. Why do they not have an actual softball field? Did you see how they were playing? Yeah, that's weird. This is the Olympics. It looks like they're playing in like a weekend softball tournament in Johnson City. Yeah, they got the the yellow over the fence, over the top of the fence. They like, yeah, they have a temporary fence up. They have like the base. You run on second base on grass because they just walk it into the infield. The pitcher's mound is still there. They just pitch in front of it. It's absurd. It's absurd. They don't um, play softball in Japan. I'm pretty sure they do. If not, they should be at least have the infrastructure to build stadiums for the Olympics. Monica Abbott is two and zero. Graham Morgan said that yep. she is two and zero. How old is she? She's old, dude. I remember her like pitching it. Like I went to like a. I did something some kind of camp, and one day they like, got her out there. No, it, it was at it was at it was at the halftime of a basketball game. Is what it was. And they brought her out there to pitch to show how fast pitch and like all of her pitches. It was like that was, one a, of the, like, that was a halftime show. I guess like a promo for like the season. You know, they usually bring the teams there to like. Yeah, I guess that's what that was. And they brought out a cage and like a or a, um, a radar, radar gun. Yeah, and just had her slinging it. And she was throwing like sixty plus miles an hour, which is absurd. She's good. She is good. Not was sorry, boss. Straight good. Um, for sure. My last one, master, not my last one, two more. Uh, master's tickets. Nobody got them. Once again, I've never been a soul that's won the lottery. If you've won the lottery, the, mat, like, the master's ticket lottery, let me know. Because I've never seen it. Have you never I'm seen good. somebody win? Never. Like everyone that I know that's gotten tickets knows someone who's like always had tickets. Like if I ever get to go, and I'm hoping it maybe next year, if you know someone who actually knows someone, Who's always who always gets corporate tickets? I feel like they should just add more tickets. Well, they they have like all the people who get them every year, like the corporate ones, and then they have like for the the peons, they have a lottery drawing because so many. People how many? How many are? How many so are there? Fair. I have no idea. But you, it's tickets for like all the practice rounds. Like you can buy or like select tickets to buy for like the practice Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right? So, so this is like the super regional, like when they did that, like it, there's actually no tickets. There's, yeah, there's no 
available. Gotcha. If, okay. if you either are someone or know someone, DM me, tell me, like, you want any proof. Like, I need your emails. Like, congrats. Because all I've ever seen is it would be great to inform you. I've never seen. Congratulations. Hmm. Yeah. Shame on um, you. Sh- shame. Uh, actually, we already talked about Horns Down. But Horns Down, Eli Jankowitz, he's the nerds like, oh, is that a thing? Were you still doing Horns Down? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, oh, you know he's a big. He was a big rock on guy in his day. He probably still is, actually. For sure, for sure. He's a low five guy. Like when the recruits come in, come on, give me a low one. Oh yeah, to the yeah. ground. Oh, for yeah, sure. Like, come on, give me a low five. For sure. Um, then I have Sunday. It is really trending this week. The Sun is doing a great job. Did you see Bruce Arians in the White House? Yeah, that boy was red. <laughs> He fell asleep on deep water like, or deep sea fishing, right? Probably. He was, had to. It looked like he was still in his um his cardinal gear. He looked like Kennedy comes back from the Bahamas. That's exactly <laughs> what he looked like. But when Andy Kennedy comes back tan, it's when he's on the boat. That's right. Yeah. Doesn't he come back like we like months later? But he's on right. the boat. Yeah, burning. Yeah, that that Andy. He goes with his brother or something. That's right. Loved it. Just Loved it. just leaves Aaron on the dock. It's like in the grand scheme of things, she's lucky. She's mad originally. She's like the way that trip turned out. Real, real glad you got. Yeah, for sure. Um, you have any? What's trending? I got one. It's uh overtime rules in college football. Did you see oh, this? I did. I, I'm actually kind of fan for regular season. I'll say that. Teams are required to go for two points after a touchdown in the second overtime. However, starting in third overtime and beyond, teams will only attempt two-point conversions until game is decided. Um, so I do like that for Raven, just like I like the NFL doing in regular season, doing one quarter. And tie, if you're tied after one quarter of overtime, you go to college ball rules because then that's like a shootout. It's like a fire kick shootout. Um, and then I am a fan of college football doing that in the regular season, but I think in the postseason, I think it should be NFLs. I think you should play a quarter of those over. Yeah, I'm like, like one of the best games of Tennessee history is that game against Arkansas that went into seven overtimes. Uh, I, like, I don't know if that's one of the best games. Third games. Sure. Yeah. Or what about the we're in? We played Vanderbilt. It was, it was the uh, LSU and A and A. Yeah. Like, like that was seven, a great it was game. seven or ten times? Yeah, that was a great game. That was a terrible game. I was trying to leave that bar desperately. <laughs> but it was cool. I guess. Like it was something you don't see. Like the two the going for two. I drank eight, like three eight dollar Capri Suns because that game wouldn't end. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. Nah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know. I, 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 just, I just don't know why why change it. I don't know. I guess yeah. football just keeps changing. It's it's going to get to the point where we don't even like it anymore. Uh, I don't know about that. I do watch Maction. Um, I think I like college football. Well, if they got they, rid of Maction, they make them play on Saturdays all the time. That'd probably um, be the next I would, thing. I would burn the institution down. <laughs> that is, that is a threat in <laughs> The um, I mean, I like the shootout like idea of a shootout. But postseason, you're like, like, you don't want postseason games to end that that quickly. Like the reason yeah. I like penalty kicks in soccer is because 
you just played 30 extra minutes. Like, you have plenty of time trial. Like, football playing it's one not quarter. not a score. Yeah, like, football playing one quarter would be fine. Or two people score. That would be awesome. Like, one team score, another team score. You, you get goals and you get penalty kicks. That's the freaking dream. There you go. That's the dream right there. Although, golden goal is such a cool way to end a game. I love it when hockey does it. When soccer, yeah, walk-offs are awesome. No one does They're electric. Walk-offs are the best. Although, what I hate about baseball, I, I hate that only one team can walk off. Can walk off. How cool would that be if, when it, at least like in overtime, the innings flip flopped? Mm. I don't know if that'd be like possible. I don't know, but every team has a chance at a walk off. Then, yeah, I guess that pitcher has to go has to stay out there for another three outs. <laughs> Speaking of dumb overtime, freaking baseball is incredibly dumb. Putting the okay. man on second. Yeah, again, I, th- I think that's just a regular season thing, though. It is okay. I, I was about yeah. to say, I, I for the, again for the regular season, you want the game to end, but you want it to end like without a tie. Yeah, do that. Like things to accelerate the ending. But yeah, I think that's just. I'm pretty sure that's just regular season. Okay, then I actually I don't mind it. I don't mind it. That's all I got for what's trending. I got a lot of stupidities though, and I can't wait. I, I think I only have uh, one. I'll. I'll Double check it, dude. If my brother called me and I missed that again, me and my brother have a thirty or a three day game of phone tag going on. Nice. Like we haven't gotten to hold each other in three days. Called each other at least three times a day. Nice. I was gonna answer it if he called during the show, but I didn't see him call. So mm. yeah. Um, let's see. Tiger Woods. Did you see this? No, it's not Tiger Woods. Z. Do you see their tweet about Tiger Woods? They're like video release released of Tiger Woods smiling. And having a great time just before his car crash. It's like you think he knew he was going to get in a terrible car accident. <laughs> Tiger Woods was laughing and in good spirits day before LA crash. New video shows. A day before? We're not even talking like in. <laughs> not, even like, not even like the hour. Not even before. right before. Yeah, like the a day before. Okay, twenty-four oh hours God. before. They're like, yeah, um, someone check out this guy having a great time. Just days before and a terrible accident. Come on, yeah, get it. What a, what a joke! Uh, How I dare you? How dare you, sir? Um, mine is mine is a Wes Rucker. He um, so Tennessee tweeted the folky going to uh, Mayfield. Oh, I this one I kind of for my first time. I kind of felt bad for him. Not bad for him, but like he didn't mean it. <laughs> um, he said, "Noted milf aficionado towards local dairy giant." I don't know if you're calling John Fulgerson a milf. That's probably offensive. Um, oh, he's saying he was a he. I think he's saying he's an aficionado of milk like, or milfs. Like he knows milfs, loves milfs. He's a big milf guy. Like he he's a big, big milk, milk guy, guy, but also he's a big milk guy. But he's also a big milk guy. If you know. Well, what I'm if your phone's auto correcting than that. Wes Rucker, you're probably a MILF aficionado. I know my phone would. I don't. I've never typed. I've never typed MILF in a text message. I'm not. I'm not going to confirm nor deny if I've ever typed MILF. So, I'll see if it does it. I mean, I think mine would say milk. Yeah, mine just says milk milkshake. Mine wants to go milky, so that's interesting. It's like you do. He's like, oh, it's like bro, you, you need to have that. You want that 
that Dave table. He's like, you need to add that why. Like, go on. We know you want to. And they're right. I do kind of want to. <laughs> All right. Let's do uh, – wait, you said you have a bunch. Yeah. So, uh, Nebraska. Okay. Tweets out a, a graphic. Nothing to see here, just a friendly interaction. Hashtag the good life. And it's a picture of a Nebraska football player tackling a Iowa Hawkeye in, like, the ocean, which doesn't make any sense. But it's funny because Iowa then comes back and says, interesting photo choice because it's been 2,425 days since your last good interaction with us. Mm, that's great. Good job. Damn. Shout out to an Iowa fan going and digging that up. No, it was, it was the football count. Oh, oh, it was the actual football count? Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Got hammered. But, yeah, dude, you can't tweet that out. If no. Like, why don't you just have your own player? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it either. Read the room, buddy. That intern was probably fired. Rightfully so. And then I got – um. So, Candace Parker is on the cover of NBA, the new NBA 2K. She's one of the cover athletes. Um, Jonathan Stone, what a moron, says she's awesome, but six people are buying this game for her. She says, no, Jonathan, because in his bio he said he does a podcast. She says, no, Jonathan, that's the number of people that listen to your podcast. That's a good number. You're lucky to have six. But that was a good roast. Boom roasted. It's a great roast. And then a Barstool bench mob. This was stupid. I don't know who runs that account. It says, most passionate college basketball fan base in every state, and it has Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. For maybe, maybe 10 years ago. <laughs> I've, I've never no, met a maybe, Vanderbilt probably, fan. Probably maybe 15. Before Bruce Pearl got here, Bruce Pearl was – But then it was probably years. Memphis, right? Yeah, that's probably true, yeah. What an idiot. It's a very good point. Uh, I've got – are you having any more stupidities? Yeah, I do. I'm not going to say who this is. You can kind of read between the lines. But, uh, dude, if you're a senior and you're transferring, don't try to trick a team that you're committing somewhere else. Just announce that you're committing and go. Did you see this? I don't know if I did. I saw – I think I know who you're talking about, and I saw that commitment today, but I don't know what happened prior, so – Gotcha. Yeah. Not you sure. want me to send it to you? Yeah, go ahead. Please. Um, my last one is Deion Sanders. <laughs> this was dumb. He got mad because people were calling him Dion at media days instead of coach. He said, Nick Saban, you wouldn't do this to Nick Saban. You call him coach. And apparently they called him coach or they called him Nick 11 times at SEC media days. I don't know. I I mean, I'm not at the level Deion Sanders is, but I just don't understand that. And I'd be interested to see if he's called every coach he's been around coach. Like, that would be an interesting thing to find out. Yeah, it's it's a real Maybe shame that your parents called you Dion. Probably, like, they probably still call you Dion. Do you correct them? Good point. It's a great point. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he had a different – because I feel like, when I was growing up, that was like everyone's thing. Like if I'm a coach, like you call me coach. I don't have that thought process. I feel like not a lot of people I'm around now have that thought process. So maybe he grew up in that environment, the same similar. Like I probably like 
I would say the majority of the coaches I've had wanted to be called coach. Some didn't, and like they were fine with being called whatever. But I feel like I understand if he probably played for those same people. And maybe that's where he picks up from. I don't know. But just a weird hill to die on, that's for sure. And you should probably fact check the Saban thing before you say it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you're talking to somebody and you're not their player. Right. That's even, why, I think that's the bigger deal for me. Why, why should they have to call you coach? You're not coaching them. No, 100%. Yeah. You don't call them journalist. Uh, they had who they part of my take had on some coach. I think it was um, Bruce Arians. No, it was Wade Phillips, the okay. defensive yeah defensive line coach for I think I think the latest team, St. Louis, before he retired. Okay. Um, no, I think he's at Houston now. I can't remember. Anyways, he they were like, so apparently you didn't like call people. You didn't like people calling you coach. He was like, no, like if a player called me coach, I would call him player. He's like, I don't call you player. I mean, call me coach. It's like, such a weird thing to like, weird way to say it. I don't know. Um, let's see where he's at. I, he's old. He might be yeah, retired now. He, he he retired. Your the last team was the Rams. You did right. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking. I mean, he was at Houston at one point. I think when JJ Watt was there, I was thinking he went back to Houston one more time. Um, yeah, he was the interim head coach in 2013 for Houston. Yeah, and then he went to. Denver, and then he went to the Rams as their DC from seventeen to nineteen. Gotcha. So is he going one kilometer an hour? You think, or maybe? Oh, he did say MPH. All right, all right, all right, cool. Um, all right. What's what's our uh, any more stupidities? That's all I got. Shout out to Eric Kane. Just. Doing his own interview of Josh Heupel at the media, media days. Did you see that? Yeah, dude. Dude's a dude's a <laughs> man. He's killing. I loved it. I loved it. I was uh, I was like, so when he asked him that, I was like, come on, ask him like another question that like clearly isn't your question, and just keep this rolling. <laughs> keep it rolling. Yeah. And, and I know I immediately when he asked that, I was like, Carson Newman guy. He's gonna find out. D two. Yeah. He's gonna find out if he's uh played that team or not. How much did Carson Newman? I know y'all like when you were at school went to like Colorado one year. Yeah, School of Mines, and we went um, to Wright. Wayne State was in Detroit. Gotcha. So not a whole, not a whole lot of traveling, but some. You got some here yeah. and there. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, that's all my stupidities. That's all I got as well. It's Sweet. been fun. It's been fun, guys. Thanks New, for new uh, chatting it Thursday. up. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Cool. Thursday, I like it. Tomorrow's Friday. Um, this podcast will be out on your Friday as you head to work, hopefully. Or it will be up by the time you head to work. Hopefully you get to listen to it. Um, thanks for all the live listeners. We love y'all. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, Loved it. Special, it's been fun. Special shout out to the people in the chat. That was fun. Get to, it, It's a lot better episode if people are involved. Um, yeah, especially now when we don't have a ton to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, love all the questions. Appreciate y'all. We'll be back Sunday night, and uh, that's all we got. It's It's been rocky. It's going to be rocky until we get to – how many days we got? 43? Dude, so, someone posted about it, and I hate this because, like, you obviously know I'm talking about it, and I think I should say something for how excited I normally am. I'm not – like, I don't – I've been so battered. I just don't care like I used to. Like, a lot of you people will. like, I don't – You will. I, I mean, like – 
but I mean, I still, I'm still really involved. I mean, I know the schedule back and forth. I, I mean, I know I still know, you know, I'm keeping up with, like, I'm, I'm obviously keeping up with it, but it's just like, I'm not big on the countdowns this year. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's like, I, I'm missing. That's another good example. I, I just feel like I'm not am, as involved as I normally I, am. I feel like I'm more excited. I'm definitely more excited for the tailgate than I am like this oh, season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, because we didn't get to do that last year. For sure. And last season sucked. Right. In general. Right. And I, uh, losing the people we did, you don't know if it's going to be a ton better. Hopefully no. it is. I had a guy tell me today at work, he's like, we're going eight and four. I was like. I think, I mean, I'll say that. I'll say this. I think that's a ceiling. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, if. Like, but, I'm, but to be confident in eight and four. Yeah. Nah. Then it's probably not your ceiling. I, I will say this. I don't think it's necessarily it's like a it's like a cathedral style ceiling in your home. I don't think it's a very reachable ceiling, but I think like I think it's possible. Like I think it's there. I just the, ske- the schedule definitely sets you up where the path is there. Right. I think a lot of people are gonna be like, "That's a very sheep comment to make," and that's fine because I would like. I mean, if you want to if you want to take that one part of me saying I think it's possible, then that's fine. Um, but I mean, I think realistically, you're looking at a five and seven, six and six season at most. Like I don't. If you win seven games, it was probably six and six in a bowl game, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, going eight, going eight and four. Like that's, not, that's eight regular season can't, games. You can't lose to anybody that you shouldn't. Right, because you're you're. I mean, you're not going to beat Georgia. You're not going to beat Florida. You're not going to beat Alabama. Um, who else is on the schedule? Georgia, Florida, Alabama. I mean, you still have Ole Miss on that schedule. You Ole still Miss, have you Missouri, still have Missouri trending yeah. in the right direction. I think Kentucky's going to be worse than they were last year. Oh, I Which I know they beat us good last year, but they really just beat one guy. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, eight and four would be – I didn't even think about that when I was just kind of thinking eight wins. So, yeah, eight and four. Now you're talking eight and four in a bowl game. Uh, that, that I want to kind of take the ceiling comment away. I'm with you. It's not impossible, but I, that's a tough one. I think yeah. eight wins is tough, let alone eight wins in the regular season. Yeah, I'm gonna have to see some some defense before I, I think we're gonna win eight games. Hey, if you beat Pitt, let's freaking go. Yeah, you're gonna be three and zero heading into Florida. I mean, that, and I don't yeah, think you beat Pitt. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you do. So do that, and I'll be very excited. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Love it. We'll be back Where on we Sunday. Got, we're bringing the boat in, and we out.